Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast number 36. Um, in today's podcast, we have decided to do something a little bit different. So we're going to... We have again Desiree on the podcast. She will be our recurring co-host in some of the episodes. And um, yeah, so we have decided to do something very different to break down a topic. Today's topic is how to be more focused and how to be more, you know, accountable with yourself and work towards your goals. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about some things that I started to do since the beginning of the year, which is uh, bullet journaling. Uh, it's an interesting method. If you know about, if you don't know about it, I suggest you to um, check the link in the description of this podcast to get familiar with it. And uh, if you know about it, so I'm glad you're informed about this topic and you're already getting after your your goals and uh, you're more self-aware. And um, yes, so I hope you like this format. And again, before we start the podcast, I want to remind you that uh, since the beginning of the year, we have also launched uh, a newsletter, which will be a monthly newsletter with uh, sort of um, some sum up of what was the best of the month. And this is also a way for you to not be forced to listen all the podcast episodes if they're too long for you. So if you don't want to listen to them, you'll have like sort of like bullet points, which is the best part of each podcast. And you can decide to go and listen singularly to each podcast. Or if you have listened to the podcast, you will have like sort of a sum up on what you have heard and what was the best of according to what is our opinion. So I suggest you to go on the creativeinsider.com and subscribe our newsletter if you want to take advantage of this new opportunity. And before we start the podcast, I also want to say happy birthday to my brother, Ivo, because he has his birthday today. So happy birthday, bro. Turning 19, getting old. Okay, so let's roll on and enjoy the podcast. So thank you for being my co-host in uh, this um, new episode of the Creative Insider of this new podcast. Uh, and um, in this podcast, we're trying to do something that was sort of um, the spirit of the very first six episodes or seven episodes because you were the first guest on the podcast um, so we're gonna do a little chat of about breaking down some specific topic, and uh, I'm very curious to see how our listeners gonna react to this. So that because uh, we know, you know, we wanted to tell stories, but we also wanted to discuss some topics about creatives uh, when the podcast started, and so I think it's nice to to have. Once in a while, a little bit of these episodes. Maybe if the, the the listeners enjoy it very much, they can tell us. And then we can do like two podcasts a week. So we can do one like this one and one where we have our weekly guest, the creative of the week, and then we discuss it. Yeah. 
So, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Today, it's uh, we did a little bit of, of a recap of last year before the New Year's Eve. And um, as most of the people, the beginning of the year means, you know, like having new plans, new strategies, uh, you know, being more mo very motivated for, for the year. So, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, how do you usually start your year? How do you usually, do you do sort of plans and strategies for your year? Um, how do you approach the beginning of the year? Mm, I always, I always start with a mindset, sort of like, what do I want to achieve in that year? But I, I usually start in November with my, with my planning and strategy for the year ahead. But I think January is actually a pretty good time too, because you have, you've already started the new year. You're in the first few days and you have a lot of new energy that comes from the year switching. So yeah, I think I start with a mindset and then I start with recapping what went well, what do I want to change? Where do I want to pivot? Well, I wanted to, to discuss about this because um, the last few days we have been also talking here between us at home about um, the weird times we are living in because it was a particular year last year. Yeah. And here in Germany where we are living currently, the year isn't starting great uh, because um, apparently soon, probably next week, uh, it's going to be announced the... Mega lockdown, mega hard lockdown, which I don't know what it means because we are currently not in lockdown. Everything is closed, uh, but apparently the cases of the virus aren't going down. So our counselor, it's uh, considering doing something more. And uh, what I've been thinking is that uh, since this whole weird situation started, um, I've been I've been affected by it because in the beginning we were very scared in general around the world. Well, yeah, insecure. It was like you didn't know what was going on. So I think it was very you were unsure about is this how vital is this? How dangerous is this? What does this mean for me personally? It was Yeah, I was particularly scared actually because, you know, I started having the news in advance from Italy where my family lives. Yeah. And I was really scared and I was like shocked because nobody nobody was doing things here and I was afraid that this 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 uh this um virus is very very deadly and then the lockdown hit here too and then I don't know. I think that uh, when these conditions of lockdown and social distancing persisted for a long time, I sort of felt for, out of track because, um, yeah, I don't know. I felt like I don't need to, we couldn't go out really, we couldn't go work out at the gym, we couldn't do things. So I was like, I'm just going to let myself, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you have... Yeah, let yourself go in a way, sort of. Well, in a way that... I cannot work out, so why should I even try at all? Um, I don't know. Now the economy is going down. I shouldn't work on a business because why should I? Mm. Yeah, it was a lot of waiting around for clarity to come, I feel. Like I was, I don't know. I felt I was constantly waiting for 
there to be a clear direction and a direction never really clearly formed. Yeah, and then uh, we were we were affected also in any field of like long term planning you do normally because uh, last year in the beginning of of the year like the two months which were still normal and cool uh, I remember we did um, our planning for the whole year where we wanted yeah. to travel <laughs> we wanted to go uh, first in Paris yeah. Uh, we wanted to go then in the States. We wanted to visit the uh, East Coast. We wanted to do New York, Boston, Philadelphia, D.C., then go to Chicago, then come back. Mm. Uh, we wanted to visit Rome. We wanted to visit Bulgaria. We wanted to visit a lot of parts. And then it seems like such a long time ago that we yeah. made those plans. It's crazy. It's totally. I mean, if we if. I mean, we did our pl holiday planning last week and it's interesting how the priorities completely shifted this year. It's like we don't know what's going to happen yet, but we're just going to make sure that we visit family because that's the most important thing at the moment. And yeah, like uh, last year, actually, I was thinking that in 2020, I, I wasn't at all on Italian soil. And the last part time we traveled was together when we when we flew back from Bulgaria to Germany. Mm -hmm. Um And yeah, like it's crazy how sometimes I was, I don't know, watch videos or movies uh, on YouTube and it's weird how in one year what seemed to be like very normal daily life, like, I don't know, people in a comedy club or in a pub gathering together one above each other almost yeah. and all packed. And now this is like, oh no, like even like I, I feel, I don't know if I sometimes feel stressed by just seeing, you know, too many people close together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's. Um, But I think also the priorities in, in our professional lives have completely changed. Uh, I mean, we talk a lot about creativity and business and and career. And I think last year really you had to take other things into account it was very very shifting i feel that we're starting this year with a completely different understanding of where we want to go yeah but the thing is i i had like an uplifting moment last year when the first uh wave was over and we could go around again and then um I felt like okay, it's it's over now. It's gonna be normal. It's not gonna be like a second lockdown. Um, we will be able to at least travel a little bit, but then we decided to move. So traveling wasn't the smartest thing because we had like deadlines and it wasn't good to risk. Um, and then the second wave kicked in, and then I think there is where I felt more like I was still doing this podcast, but I was more like whatever. Another, I I didn't read that much. I just constantly sort of wanted an, um, to, to evade my mind, to evade my thoughts. Yeah. So I started, I don't know, binge-watching Netflix, binge-watching YouTube videos, uh, you know, meaningless, meaningless scrolling through Instagram, through LinkedIn. Um, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't care that much about my diet. Um, I don't know, I wasn't really like getting after any 
any of my of my goals. Well, it was more difficult. It was like on the one hand the 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 stress of what is going on, and on the other hand, I don't know. I felt like also a pressure. I have to do something. I have to produce something. I still have to be active. But then it was like, okay, but where am I going to be active? Is that even valuable in any way? What are we? What are we doing now? What did we used to do? I thought it was really confusing. Also, it's like, where am I getting my inspiration? I actually had to really search new places that were providing me with interesting stuff. Yeah, but I think that all this, in my case, all this, you know, started to add upon it, like this um, constant mm, unproductivity sort of gathered. And, you know, yesterday I read something about, you know, inertia, like um, it's the resistance of an object to to change speed and direction according to its mass. Probably the definition is not exactly like this, but the concept is that when you start like piling up unproductivity and negativity and, you know, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And when you decide you want to go back on track, it requires more and more energy to... Yeah, it's harder to fight back, yeah. Yeah, to create momentum, which is like this corp of mass needs to start moving. So you need to kind of push harder to get it into movement. Yeah, but you started, I think it was in November or something, you started getting up really early to to sort of force yourself to do a few things. I remember that. Yes, but... I don't know. I wasn't as efficient as efficient as I wanted because I don't know. I would start as wake up. It was really cold. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then I would like go in the in the to the restroom and then come back in the living room and, and instead of starting reading, I started. I don't know. I got my phone and then the algorithm of YouTube or uh, whatever took my attention. Then after. Eh, like unconsciously, they were 40 minutes through and then you were waking up and then I was like, okay, now I need to do Oh, see, I thought you were like super productive all morning and then I'd get up and think, oh, he is so, so great that he gets up in the morning. That is just, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought I thought it's okay. I'm not doing stuff, but I'm going to punish myself. Like, okay, you don't get to do stuff, but you get to wake up early, so... So, you know, it's sort of still sort of a discipline. At least, at least I was getting up early. A couple, like, mm, I would say 30%, 20% of the times I really did, like, I don't know, I went for a jog or um, I went, uh, I read, but, you know, never took momentum, which, like, mm-hmm. was consistency or some. Um, but then I think that with the progressing of the weird situation, um, I started kind of get used to it, you know, like, um, first thing I stopped doing is like, uh, checking the news. Like, you know, I would be like, um, in the beginning we, we watch also one video recently, a comedy stand up on YouTube of a guy that was saying that in the beginning we were like checking, uh, those, we- the, the websites. Um, I don't remember what it's called, the guy, the comedian, but he was making this joke where he said, like, everybody would go on uh, the coronavirus uh, world meter and check where the country is and be like, oh, my God, we're doing worse than this shit country. Like, what? How is that possible? So yeah. I was checking in on a daily basis. And then I was like, 
I guess it's not going to change that much, so I'm not going to check it. I'm checking it like once in a while, and I check the news once in a while just to see if we need to follow new rules or different rules. And um, I stopped checking the news that much. And then uh, slowly I started getting used to it and saying, okay, because, for example, I, in the end, our goal of last year, I told you, our goal is to survive this year. Well, we did that. <laughs> yeah. And sort of my goal for last year was, okay, we're going to just go with the flow until the end of the year. And that's the limit we can accept, like, of yeah, not being so, you know... Lethargic and confused and slow and, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's kind of counterintuitive, but the year is not starting, you know, great. But I still thought, okay, I don't care. Whatever it happens, 2021, we start living again. We need to start dreaming again. We need to start planning again. We need to start working again. We need to start, you know, focus on on our lives and carry on in a positive way, be productive and, you know, move on. Yeah, and a little more action maybe. I feel last year, like when the pandemic started, like in spring, there was like too much actionism and reactionism to what's going on. And then during the summer and fall, it sort of like the curve went down and there wasn't that much new things happening, new things being done that is really new and innovative and valuable in some way. And now I really think we have to take all the ideas that we have in our head that we read about maybe last year or over the holidays now and put them into reality and sort of, you know, give ourselves a, a boot kick. Yeah, and also stop, you know, waiting for the virus to be gone or being, yeah. being more like, uh, yeah, whatever, and now net nothing is good, uh, everything is bad. I mean, it's not optimal, but I think that um, then we, as we got used to it, you know, when they put you constantly in a stress situation, you stop being that stressed, you know, it's like, it becomes kind of normal. Well, I don't think you stop being stressed, but you just get used to the stress and your stress threshold be- gets higher. Exactly, sort of. exactly. Yeah. Well, the, well, if they keep it constant stress, like, yeah. like it was, is just stop caring. And um, by now we know, I mean, at least I know a couple of people that got the, the virus. And I mean, luckily, um, if you're young, it's not that bad. Like, probably you're going to kick it out in a couple of weeks. Mm. And by some people, it's not even that bad. But, you know, um, I think older people are very much to be protected. But um, the thing here is that, you know, I wanted to fight back this situation and when I want to take take action, I think the first thing to do is, you know, taking the first small step towards getting better. And I saw that uh, this mountain of negativity and being lazy was piling up bigger. And I was like, okay, what is what is the biggest reason for this? And the biggest reason is like, um, I think it was for me, especially personally, it was... Um, my very big presence on social media like but not meaningful so not to take inspiration or to communicate with people was more like just to keep my mind occupied with something Mm. so that i don't have time to think about the negative things Mm. 
like listening to videos, even if I didn't like them, scrolling to Instagram, checking now they did the reels thing, that way yeah. you can show this show a short video, listen to a bunch of Joe Rogan podcasts, even if some of those weren't that good. And um, yeah, you sort of get in a rut somehow. But I think it's interesting how people are different because for me, what I did a lot of last year was, especially at the end of last year, was really read more, spend more time looking at new kinds of authors or, or studies or, or things like that. And, and when I was, you know, when I had time on my hands, I would think about, okay, why am I being affected by this and this that much? I was really more evaluating and looking for the, for the reasons that I'm in this and this mood or that I'm not doing this and this, like, I was really trying to analyze that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to do that. And that's why I wanted to shut off my, my mind. And sometimes I have so many thoughts that I think, okay, to just, you know, I'll keep my wills in my head, the mechanical turning, yeah. turning towards something that uh, um, just occupies my mind. But the problem is that we watch also, you know, the social dilemma, the, the yeah. documentary. So I was like, well, but that's not really cool. What if <laughs> what if I, I cannot get out of this will anymore? Well, especially the inspiration is probably there's nothing new going to come at you, but always something similar to what you're already looked at. And I mean, we couldn't go to museums or do anything. So yeah, we were so reliant on, on the social channels, on other people yeah, showing or, what they're doing. Or you cannot just meet friends or, you know, go just yeah. to a coffee go normally to a walk because you always need to wear your mask. But how did you get out of that rut? I I think it was around Christmas, right? Around the holidays when we had time off that you said, okay, something has to change. Yeah, so during the holidays, before the holidays, we had two and a half weeks uh, holiday. I decided, okay, this is the time where I'm off uh, work. Uh, I had pre-recorded all the podcasts that were supposed to be released during the, the holidays. And I was like, now I have the time to um, to concentrate on, on this thing and to start taking action. And um, yeah, I decided, okay, I know, I know because I've, I've been in situations like this before that the, 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 the first time is going to be very, very hard because it's like you just uh, don't want to... You just gotten into this uh, sort of um, in your habits, bad mm. habits, and you need a lot of willpower in the beginning. You need really like, you know, it's like like a rocket lift off. You need a little bit of like uh, a big, really good push, a good push in the beginning, <laughs> big so jam, big jam, and then and then um, and then you can take momentum. And then I thought, okay, um, I have to this time. I have to face this thing in more like planned way so i need when i i don't know how to uh face something i always read some books um about the topic so that i can you know have the expertise on someone that's smarter enough to tell me how to deal with it and i decided okay i'm gonna do two things i'm gonna read a book from carl newport called digital minimalism because i've read a book from carl newport called deep work which is really good and um, I said, this guy, 
writes really nice books because they're not like self uh, self help productivity books, but they actually sort of like a manual, like how to approach this problem. And then, um, as many of the listeners might have uh, heard in like past podcasts, I started loving podcasts because of Joe Rogan and because of Matt Devella and on Matt Devella's podcast, The Ground Up Show. Uh, once there was this guy, uh, Ryder Carroll. I still don't know if he's Austrian or American. I know that he's a graphic designer, web designer, but he's famous because he created this journaling method, which is called the bullet journal method. And um, I have practiced this journaling in, in the past, but I always have uh, been inconsistent. Mm. And... Um, and then I decided, okay, this year, I know he has written a book, which is called The Journal, the journal Bullet Method. Uh, I decided to buy the book. And I also decided to buy the official uh, bullet journal from Leuchtturm. And because I, I have this thing when I was a kid also, like it took me a little bit while to, um, you know, when I started something new, it was cool. But I always loved the gadgets. So when I when I played <laughs> football, I needed to have like the coolest uh, soccer boots. Or when I played tennis, I needed to have a cool racket or the cool outfit. But I, I think I think a lot of people are like that. It's like you're accessorizing for what you think cool, so you can like you're trying to set your up set yourself up from 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 the outside to actually um, do that thing that you want to do. So. But you have to set your mind up too, so... <laughs> yes. Well, um, when I was a kid, my parents hated this thing because they were like, if you like something, you should start because you like it and when you get a little better, we're going to take you the gadgets. But now that I spent my own money, I was like, okay, this is not that much money. Um, and I was like... I'm going to go for it. I'm, I'm going to go for it. accessorize all the... <laughs> no, I said, I'm going to... It's a, at least a way, you know, if you spend money on, on a book and on a notebook, you don't want, you know, it's sort of like, okay, now I have to use it. Yeah. And I mean, you learned the first time that you had to actually commit to do it 100% if you were going to actually understand if it's if it works. Like you said before, you did it like semi-right. And I mean, if you're going to do it, do it the way he thought and then start tweaking at the method if you need to. Um. Yeah, but before we go into the method, like um, I, I decided first, I was like always like you know, because I want to be cool. I want to be a little bit of like cool and hipster, <laughs> swaggy. Um, swaggy. Yeah, I wanted to be like one of those guys, like you know, I use for everything Notion because it's so cool. <laughs> and then I, I, I have now like a tablet at home, so I was thinking I'm gonna have my Notion on my tablet and I'm gonna be like, look how productive I am. And like I started using Notion. Which is cool, but then I was like using Notion for ten minutes, and then we're like, okay, now let's go on Instagram and YouTube and whatever. And I thought, okay, it's not the greatest idea to to start being, you know, productive on the device that actually has all these negative things too. Yeah, and the device that's distracting you at the same time. So yeah, I I read first the digital minimalism, and then I ordered the 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 rather colorful book about the um, bullet journal method and yeah i was like yeah i'm gonna start digital minimalism and bullet journaling and i made a plan 
but I think I messed up with the digital minimalism plan. <laughs> I made it too much, which actually the guy says in the book, don't make too strict rules because you're going to fall out. And what I did, I'm going to be... I, I, I think when I, I want to do something, I feel like I need to punish myself. You know, like you've been like, I'm like punishing myself. Literally, literally. Yeah, you're like, it has to hurt for it to work. Yeah, but it's... Yeah, but that's counterproductive. That's like... It but has to hurt, but not too much. This isn't like smoking, you know, where you say you're not supposed to phase it out. You're supposed to stop cold turkey. This isn't the same thing. Yeah, but... But uh, I remember you you showed me your plan and that that, that digital detox plan is in the, is in the kitchen. And, <laughs> but, and I was thinking, wow, he's really going to cut back on a lot of stuff. Yeah, That's going to hurt real bad. <laughs> yeah, the thing is that there are a lot of suggestions in the book of digital minimalism, which are really good. And mm -hmm. one of the suggestions is like join, join stuff, which means join uh, sports clubs. I don't yeah. know. Something that you cannot do right now. Or um, I cannot be like uh, after work, be like, hey, Bambi, let's let's go out or... Yeah, yeah, let's let's distract ourselves from being distracted. Yeah, yeah, let's do something else because A, here is winter, so it's cold AF. And <laughs> second, it's really not suggested to go out because yeah, everything true. is closed. Um, so I think I'm going to re-review those things and tweak them in a better way. Um, but you know, on the other hand, um, so I did, I did, I went cold turkey too, like a little over a year ago. Um, and I didn't really do a digital detox. I did more like an internet <laughs> detox where I didn't have any internet for two months. And so I couldn't watch Netflix. I couldn't check anything at home and it was really bad. And the first two weeks were really painful. Like I wanted to like seriously kill myself every evening. I was so, so, so bored, but then it does get better. So I think you just have to really, and he writes that in the book, he says the first two weeks are hard and you are going to want to, you know, kill yourself out of boredom, but then it does get better because you have to just get out of that behavior, that pattern pit. And for me, it really helped. Like after two weeks, it was like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm listening more to that music that I downloaded. And I'm, I've read so much more too and actually go to bed early too, get some sleep. Yeah. And I remember that the pandemic started and we needed to back downstairs to your neighbor to give us some internet. That's another story. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think the first two weeks it's, it's really, it's really hard. Yeah. I'm aware of that, but I don't know. I wasn't strong enough in the the plan wasn't made in a good way, but I'm gonna try again. But the thing is that I you know, I was like again, you are uh sort of uh not I need you need to punish yourself. So I was like, Okay, the bullet journey uh, the um, the digital minimalism didn't work out, so I'm gonna keep up with um uh, the bullet journaling. And I'm going to do this right. So I decided, okay, first I'm going to read the, f the, f the whole book and I'm going to understand, you know, the whole overview because um, the thing I want to say here is that, first of all, we're not paid to do this for any book or any method. It's something that I've done already in the past. And if you want to start bullet journaling, you don't have to buy the book, actually. You can just go on, I think it's... We're going to add links in the description, but 
You can go on YouTube on a channel about the bullet journal method, or you can go in the official website and you can, I think, download PDFs and like for the basics in in many languages. And um, you can start in a, in any notebook. You don't have to buy the official notebook. Um, I thought just you know the notebook. It's I wanted to buy this notebook because I thought I'm gonna. Um, I I thought okay, I'm gonna see how it's set up the original one, so that in the future, if I want to switch to a, another brand or another kind of of notebook, because I like also other notebooks, I will set it up based on this one. Mm. So that was also my idea. And um, and I was like, okay, and I also want to listen to to read the whole story so that I can see how he uses this notebook actually. And there were some very useful point of views in the in the in the book uh, because I've seen some of you know uh, mindsets he used while using the book and he was giving also suggestions about topics that actually ruined my my journaling um, habit in the past, which is don't try to keep your bullet journal perfect because it's not what it is about to be perfect. Yeah, and that's what I thought was interesting or what surprised me, positively surprised me, was that it's not only a you know productivity or goal-achieving method. It's actually he, he does include a lot of you know, topics and, and, and chapters that have to do with in generals, like what do you, what are your life goals and how do they change over time and things like that. So, so other, so aspects in general to actually living a, a, a good life in some way, that sounds a little cheesy, but so that positive, that was really surprising for me. I kind of like that. Yeah. I'm like, and here to, to I want to say something like I'm you know me I'm not a guy that's into these practices like oh my god I'm gonna journal and I don't know I've heard be team, aware be aware team <laughs> conscious Fa- team, team Ferris does like the five minute journals and the thank you notes and I don't know I, I don't know if it's called thank you notes and stuff like that but where he's like writing down gratitude and whatever but I was like. Yeah, I'm very skeptical to, towards those things. And I was also very skeptical about buying a book which costs, I don't know how many, it was probably 15 euros, I don't know, um, about, um, you know, journaling. I was like, why do you need a book about journaling? Just get a notebook and journal. Yeah, make little boxes and to-dos and lists and bam, you got it. Or do Notion. <laughs> but do um, when I read the book and I started, you know, remembering all the things that I have read in the past already, I now define this book like an algorithm for your brain mm. to be like focused and kept accountable. So yeah. to explain the general, I'm not going to explain how the book, like the journaling works because it's very difficult to explain on a podcast because you need a little bit of visual support can be slides or videos. You can decide yourself with which pace you want to get to know this method. But I'll check out the links below the description so you're going to see it. But I'm going to explain that there are different kind of logs. So there is your daily log. There is like the monthly log. And then there is the future log. And then in the beginning of the journal, there are indexes where you, you know, 
write down the pages where you different things write. And when you get a little bit advanced, you can start um, also working on your different projects in your uh, notebook or whatever. You can do, for example, he makes a lot of examples about planning your holidays, planning, I don't know. Project uh, pro- he has in there. Learning skills, uh, even recording your you know fitness you can do everything it's sort of an open source algorithm for journaling which you can adapt to your necessity and um, once you have figured out these logs the different tasks can be transitioned between the different logs so it's it's sort of that's why i say algorithm because you have to to follow um precise sort of precise uh processes like a method yeah yeah the method you and have to keep w- the method going or else it's not going to get you anything yeah and when you see the video and maybe read the first time like the um, the introduction of like all the points it sounds a little confusing actually because they are like it sounds there it sounds oh my god this is too much work yeah. but once you set up whatever journal you want to start it slowly start to make sense yeah. But I think what's important to say here is that I think journalism, journaling is such a con- confusing term maybe because everybody understands something else um, under it. So it's not a diary or anything, and, but it's not a to-do list either. I think you really have to look at it from the, from the viewpoint that it's about actually you know, reaching your goals and it's about making yourself be accountable to yourself. Because that's the thing that's hard with, I mean, we were talking about it before, with starting the year and actually getting things done is you have to be accountable to yourself to actually do those things and take action. Um, yeah, it's sort of structuring and collecting your thoughts to me because yeah. it's like in the beginning of the year, everybody do like the New Year's resolution and whatever yeah. they say. Um, going to do more sport. I'm going to yeah. get a race. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go- call my granny more often. I'm going <laughs> to start a business. And then the next year they didn't do anything. And then yeah. it starts over again. And yeah, you have to organize yourself and structure yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what is for me the added value from, from the book. Because um, in the free resources uh i mean there are different people there are people who are very you no know, resourceful so they get the free you can go also on, on reddit on instagram on youtube there are other people's not the order but other people who are pra- it's sort of a community it's kind of crazy it's like you know it's like crossfit people thinks they belong to this movement uh, which they share their own personalized methods and tweaks and whatever uh, but what I like through this system is that when in the book he tells you, okay, this is your big goal. And he actually gives you like sort of questions that you should ask yourself when starting, you know, a project or, you know, or another go- cool thing is the ref- the reflection. The reflection is like moments in your day when you open your, you sit with your bullet journal and you go through, you know, daily the daily tasks and see what you have done, what have you, what has happened, some notes you have taken, and then you have this time to think, okay, um, why didn't I do this? Maybe, yeah. for example, the first time I started journaling, for me the problem was that every day 
I was very optimistic, you know, like, and I was optimistic because I did the error, you know, to, it was, uh, I read a lot of, you know, uh, books, uh, biographies, and um, among others was the biography of Elon Musk. And when you read what Elon Musk does in a day, you think, oh my God, I'm like a bullshit guy because this guy does... (laughs) I'm so lazy. (laughs) I'm so lazy. He does so much. Uh, And if he does it, I always think I have this mindset, if um, there is like some human being that's making, doing this, it it means I can do it too because... Well, yeah, that's true. But on the other hand, that's just one thing that you let pressure yourself. I do think that people have to find the rhythm, but... Yeah, but anyway, so so you you were thinking you were lazy compared to Elon. Yeah, but I also thought no, I have to do more, and um, I put a bunch of you know a, a bunch of to dos every day, mm. and then of course I didn't manage to do all of them, and then uh, and then the next day too, and the next day too, and the next day too, and after like three, four, five days, I was like, yeah, I have all the to dos that I have to to re redo. So I'm just gonna stop bullet journal. I'm just gonna stop look back in the days, but I stopped bullet journaling, and then yeah, and then I felt uh, off track. Well, you know what they say. I always say start small, and I mean that's what you you've been telling me too. I mean I'm learning language right now. You're like start small. It's okay. It's the little victories, and I think everybody we we all forget that when we're in the process of doing it because we start a new project and and like you say you accessorize, you get ready for it, and then you just. You want to overachieve, like I think each of us wants that. Yeah, and I think that we now live in this, you know, um, video video era where mm. we we watch everything on video, and like the videos are like trailers or like you know all these videos about how people are uh, super productive and they walk uh, through their co working space and then the yeah, but you know you only see one side of it. That's that's yeah. that's the thing. It's like you. Like also on Instagram or anywhere on LinkedIn, you only see the one specially curated personality image that people are, you know, curating for you. And I mean, that's that's great. That's everybody's right to put themselves in the best light. But on the other hand, you have to remember that's just like maybe five percent what what went what went right, you know. Yeah, so. or, or also the same thing when somebody you meet somebody and they tell you like, "Ah, oh, what you're doing for for a living?" and then you describe your jobs to them like your job is the most awesome and the most uh, you know yeah. cool job ever, and then in reality you don't do that. Yeah, anything. It's just an office place where you have your problems. Your yeah. Or yeah. or your daily life, like I don't know when people, for example, because I come from Italy and Bulgaria, and like people here, oh, you live in Frankfurt, oh, that's so cool, so awesome. But in the end of the day, it's nothing special. It's just you know another city. So yeah, but um, I I want to get back to one thing that um writer describes really well. It's like the kind of goals or the kind of to dos that we set. Oftentimes, you write down okay. Let's just take an example, um, lose weight. I want to lose 10 pounds or something or, or, or whatever. And that's just so unconcrete. That's not really something that you can actually do. If, um, in contrast, if you write, okay, I'm not going to eat any cookies today. That's, you know, that's super concrete, super detailed. You can really, that's tangible. You can, you can do that easier. And I think I really like that aspect to describe not the end result, but the process. 
Like, for example, connect more with your family. It's like, okay, but what does that really mean? It means I'm going to call my grandmother every Sunday or today I'm going to text my sister because, I don't know, her four-year-old's um, birthday or something like that. Yeah, but before this, uh, he also, what I like, he, he suggests you to focus on your purpose or why yeah. you're doing this thing. So why do I want to lose uh, 10 pounds? Do I want to lose these 10 pounds because I'm trying to get after a girl, which when she's not there anymore, you... It's Fall back, gonna, yeah. Or you want to be healthier. You know, it's like, and when you're healthier, you're doing it for yourself. And then and then another thing he says in the book is like, he, he tells you, okay, do sprints. Do like, uh, set up the first thing, the smallest thing you can can do towards that goal just to build up this momentum because yeah once you have written down one to do in your bullet journal and uh, or whatever if you use just a normal paper of 10 to do's and then you write 10 to do's and every time you cross one like done it feels so good yeah you have to also see the little successes and the whole fact that it's analog and it's written is something that I personally love. Like I've always journaled. I've I, even today, if I just develop something for for work or for a client, I always do it on paper first because that's just I don't know. I feel I can structure my thoughts better if I sketch it out or write it on paper or organize it on a paper or formulate formulate it somehow. Because the fact that I'm having to write it, it goes through my brain. It's analyzed. It's contextualized, and then it's put down. And I feel. I feel the fact that this is not a digital thing is actually very, very good for us. I mean, I've, I've, I've journaled in, in some other way for, for years now, and I've, I find the purely the fact of having a challenge or a problem and analyzing it on paper in writing is super, super helpful to actually understand where the problem is coming from. Um, yeah, that's true. And another another advantage you have when it's analog is that you're not forced within you know a software. You yeah. have to click there, drag here. Uh, you don't. You want to do something, but to do it, you need to figure it out. You know, it's more mechanical when you start on a software. For example, when I started with Notion, which is cool, and we now use it for certain things, because. I can tell a couple of things for which, for me personally, the bullet journal is not not working that well. But like just the simple fact that you open a notebook and you can actually write whatever you want in order you want or sketch something or and it's just your mind going to through your through your hand. Yeah. It's very good. What, for example, for me personally, where the limitation of the bullet journal are is that if you're working on a project with your team, you cannot share the bullet journal. Yeah, especially not nowadays where you don't have like a blackboard where you can do to-dos or, or a timeline because you don't have a space where you're all meeting yeah, yeah, you to cannot, discuss something. So and, and like posting like picture in some cloud also of the bullet journal yeah, is not that Or that to cool. discuss digital files. Well, it's not, it's I think it's not a project management tool or administration tool. That's true. It's really sort of... I think it's like you say, it's like an analog algorithm to sort of keep your direction straight. Yeah, it's sort of like GPS for your goals in your mind. Yeah, in And a for way. your state of mind. Yeah. But um, 
Also, what I don't use the bullet journal for is like when I read books and I digest them. I digest them by, you know, reading. And like when I see something, I first maybe read. And then when I see something, it's really, really uh, useful concept for me. I, I write it in a notebook. Ah, see, that's interesting. That's actually something I do do. I do put in my main journal. That if I say, okay, oh, this is an interesting insight, I actually write that down in, in, in that main journal that I have. Because I found, like, before I read the book too, and I used, like, different notebooks for different things, like, for example, insights and interesting things, like you just said, and then the personal things and to-dos, and it was just so many notebooks to keep track of. And, yeah, so I think it's interesting that for that you use a different one. But, yeah, but why? Why do you do that? Because for that one, I think that the books I read can be the source of my digital content. And so this is why I use the the um, Galaxy tablet with the pen. Oh, okay. Because then when you write in with the pen in, in your Galaxy tablet notes, then those uh, handwritten notes you can directly transform into type text. Oh, okay. Because and you want to share that later with yeah, the audience. And, and okay. then I think... Um, if I like lose my bullet journal, it's okay. It would be bad, but if I lose like uh, the notes about books that took me so long, you know, to read, uh, because in the past I did the same, and now I'm very disorganized. You know that I'm very like cluttered, and uh, <laughs> and it's a disaster. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a disaster. And then I don't know the digital uh, thing. Uh, forces me to write a little bit more illegible and I don't know I feel better with that and it's also mm -hmm. on a cloud so for example uh, sometimes when I'm uh, somewhere and I have just my phone with me I can still open my phone and uh, check quickly my notes about the book yeah okay I understand that yeah and, and because I feel these books I'm reading they're like sort of a companion of ideas which I can always you know it's sort of like I'm doing my own portfolio of concepts Mm. Uh, because I read a lot of business books, a lot of, you know, um, I don't know, method books, or I'm more like into this uh, development and learning. and Not only development, but, uh, you know, for example, currently I'm, I'm reading um, Super Thinking, which yeah. is super cool. And that's not a self-help book. It's a book about thinking, about, you know, how you think. Yeah, he includes studies from various various um um scientists and neurologists and everything so yeah he has a very wide compilation in there yeah i think alone the appendix is really long it's a few pages yeah for example to r sum up the digital minimalism book it took me like five six pages and in notes you mean in notes and this one i'm not even through the half and it's already like 20 <laughs> i think because that book as is, is just, you know, a compendium of everything you need to know to understand why you think like you do and how to, you know, supercharge your, your, your brain patterns. And I think that those kind of books, because not everybody reads books. For example, we have had on the podcast some people that read books, some people don't. Like, for example, I remember um, Eric de Broche de Combe from Luxigon. <laughs> Très bien. <laughs> who he's very successful guy, but he said, oh, no, I don't read books, I just do. But he's like um, more a doer. And um, I was always a doer, but then I found out some books, like Super Thinking, you read through the book and you think, oh, yeah, I, I, I know that, but I didn't know that. Like, 
you can uh, name it. It's like you can put a label yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, like this happened to me, but I didn't know it's that what ha- was happening. And yeah, for me that that um, the bullet the bullet journal it wouldn't be optimal for that because it's gonna be very break down through the different because you have every day a daily log mm. and then that would break the continuity of yeah and I wouldn't have access from everywhere on it. But the thing here is that um, the whole concept of this podcast is that we wanted people to you know take action. Yeah, get started. Get started, get, you know. Uh, be accountable or start being more accountable than last year, maybe. Yeah. So if that was an issue for you guys too. If for you wasn't an issue, great. You can, you can. <laughs> Chapeau. Yeah. Like you're that douche that says, oh no, I'm super perfect. But. No, no, <laughs> no. It's just. No, okay. There are some people who are more, more, you know productive or uh, you know they just gave gave themselves more of an ass kick or more disciplined but for the ones who are not or just maybe are but this was a very you know particular time of of our lives and of humanity we don't say that you have to start bullet journaling we will suggest you to go visit the the method to try out we'll link videos and like links where you can inform yourself about the method. But uh, you can do, independently from that, uh, a little exercise that we got partly from the bullet journal method book and partly uh, from... I, I, I add something that... You tweaked it. I tweaked it a little bit mm-hmm. because last year, in the beginning of the year, as I said, we were planning a lot of things and we did mm-hmm. like a, a bucket list. And then from that bucket yeah, list, bucket I did list. one thing this year. Yes, and that was a podcast. Oh, yeah, two things. Then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I did the podcast, I started a podcast, and I did the um, Rubik's Cube. Oh, right, the Rubik's so Cube. So I did two, ta- even in the worst year of my life, I did two bucket list goals. So I can die better than before. Anyways, so... In the in the book, we have this exercise, which I did. When I read when I read it, I felt stupid, very stupid. But while doing it, it was like kind of interesting experience. And again, I'm someone that is very very skeptical about um, those kind of you know journaling, meditational, self awareness stuff that you can find on the internet. But this one was very interesting and I suggest all the listeners to do it for themselves because while doing it, you you don't know, you have something in your mind happening, at least for me it was this. So you have to take your time. Uh, if you don't have a journal, you can take any kind of... Piece of paper or something. Paper, A4, A3, whatever. Take more than one because if you're a big writer, you will need a little bit of more. I did it more in a bullet uh, form because the guy in the book was like... Tried Imagine it and bu- did in bullet form, yeah, but you can. Be brief, yeah. Yeah. So you have to imagine it's you're at the end of your life, and you have to write down the the tale of your life, and you will write two versions of your life. The first tale will be called uh, the life of the well-worn path. In this life, you have to imagine 
that for you comfort was always before risk. So you were lazy, you were chilling, you were, you know. Wait, la- wait, comfort and lazy is not the same thing. Okay, that you have to differentiate. Okay, that. not lazy, but comfortable, like um, avoiding risks uh, or too great risk, or isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it also more like you take the path that everybody knows and that you're supposed to take, like the typical, you know. Or the path of least resistance. Yeah, exactly. You, you study, you get the job, you keep the job. Yeah, but for example, like you get income. your first job, you never change your job because what if, you know... Or yeah, or you stay in that in- industry from what you studied because yeah. it would be, you know... You don't start your business because starting a business is... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think it's more that. So I, well, but I like it, the path of least resistance. Whatever, we say the comfort is always before risk. People yeah. would have to interpret whatever they... they consider that i'm just summarizing what is written in the book in a very you know so in the end of i i also add some questions here so you can so what you can write it answering this question at the end of this life what will you have learned uh, which places will you have visited uh, what will you have achieved in your professional career what you have you done for your community Uh, what events will you have experienced? Um, how your professional life uh, have developed? And then you imagine this thing. And you write the tale about this um, this question. If you want, I'll, I'll write just the questions for the exercise in the description. So if you need, because listening to my voice and doing the exercise, it can be very hard. So just go in the description and there will be like, Questions for the exercise, and they will be listed. And then finish the first tale, and now reset on the same paper if you have space or another paper, and uh, write a second tale, which is the tale of uh, the life of the path less traveled, where risk is over comfort. And then you write, answer again the same questions, or Try to build a story which answers those. doesn't need to be like a list. And then once you're finished, take your time. Um, for example, to me, it took me approximately half an hour to, to, wrote, to write down the both tales. And then um, after you finished, uh, stop writing. Put your pencil somewhere away. And re um, don't, not, don't put your pencil away. Take it with you and Reread both tales before doing anything. And after you have read them, consider how you have felt about what you have achieved in one life and in the other. Uh, in my case, it was more likely that I liked one better than the other. Maybe you like a little bit of one, a little bit of the other. Doesn't matter. Cross what, you, what makes you feel good. Like stuff that you have achieved or that you have done that makes you feel good. And... Those things you have circled will be your bucket list. Uh, and here is where my idea of in tweaking this exercise comes. Is that you can take now, if you have a journal, you can take one spread of the journal, two pages. Divide, divide them in this six, um, sort of six, split it into six equal parts. Where you're going to write in column the categories learn, visit, achieve community experience and personal in from which are the same 
of the questions you have answered. And then you put, you categorize the circled parts of your tail. And this is your bucket list. But now you're going to do, usually you're going to, like bucket list also is something like uh, resolutions. I'm going to do this, but when nobody knows. Yeah, and they're sometimes like, oh, I'm going to go to New Zealand just because it sounds cool, you know, yeah, but it's not gonna... really that important to you. Yeah, so um, beside uh, all these columns, you made, uh, or beside, uh, on the side of the column of the different categories of, of bucket points, you do three columns, and the first column will be uh, to do, the middle one be doing and the third one be, will be done. Because, of course, in the tales, you can also consider stuff that you have already done in your life. If you are proud about something that you have achieved in your past, you can still put it in, in, the, in the tale. But probably everything's going to be in to do that you want to achieve because that's just more, more likely. Um, no, but you have to do to do, which is to be done. Doing, so you will need to decide what you're going to start doing first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. then done. But no, because some people have, I don't know, proud of their graduation. Or I already started a podcast, so that was something that I'm happy about. Mm. And I think that actually having a couple of those that you have done already, it's good. Because it makes you feel you've done already something. Yeah, little successes. And little successes. But then, for example, in the current times you're not going to be uh, able probably to work on your visit and experience part because that will include places you want to visit and now traveling is difficult. And uh, experiences like concerts. For example, I want to wa go watch a stand-up comedy show of uh, Joe Rogan. I want to watch Bulgarian stand-up comedy. Mm. And I, this is currently not possible. So you put that on to-do. But what you can focus on is like personal career, learning, you can go directly on doing those things. And then you pick really what you want to start with and why. And, and then afterwards you can make a plan. And to make it even more proactive for the people who are listening to the podcast, you'll then do another exercise from the book, which is the 54321. So you'll take another paper or if it's the journal, you go to the next page. Divide um, the page in five spreads. Yeah, and so once you have divided the, the paper, like the, the page in five spreads, and you have written the numbers on the top, you'll take some of the bullet points from your bucket list. And the one that you put on the top is the one that you want to achieve in five years. Um, then you have on, on um, the four, you have to think about For example, tasks towards those goals or so tasks for the years. For this year, you want to achieve in four months. Under the number three, you set a task for the next three weeks or tasks you have to decide. Then the number two is in two days, what you can do in the next two days that you wanted to do. And one is in one hour, which can be, for example, for me was clean the kitchen. Oh, I like that task. Yeah. <laughs> so this is... This is the goal. We want you to 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 take this action uh, to try out. We hope that it will be a helpful exercise for you. Again, uh, I repeat, it sounded very very stupid to me. So 
So if you if you feel it's like stupid, it's normal. It's okay. It it happens to everyone. It happened to me too. Uh, but it's uh, nothing to to lose about. So try out. But I actually thought it was cool because if you think about it, you think, oh yeah, of course I know what I want to achieve in five years, and then you actually have to write it down, and you sort of sit there going like. Hmm, what was it again? What do I really, really want to achieve in five years? And you really have to think about it and be more critical. But I think also writing the tales about imagining you dying, it's like makes you aware about the fact that you're going to die and also that, um, yeah, that it's... You have to live your life well and just make the most out of it. Exactly. Especially and if you were like, I don't know, like like me last year, where I was just waiting for the pandemic to just be more clear or for something. It's just, it makes you see how, how silly that is, really. Yes, I, th- I think so, too. And um, it creates this urgency in you, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, my God, like, if I have to start now because it's going to suck if I don't achieve that in the end of my life. Yeah, and I'm maybe going to be disappointed or disappointed in myself, too, or... Yeah, yeah, for for example, but I think it really is like sorry, but it's and I I can't stress this enough that it's really about getting yourself going, being more accountable, actually formulating and writing down what you really want to do and how you want to get there. What is the process to actually get there? Not only what you want to achieve, but how you actually want to want to do that. Exactly. And I think that the best part is that you first set up like some small steps, like, okay, I want to start a business. So what business you want to start or uh, what do I need for starting this business? What I can do for about it now? How can I test this idea? Um, I think that's a, that, that's that's a crucial thing you just mentioned. How can I test this idea if it's going to work? And because often, especially if we are talking about starting businesses or going down new career paths, you have this idea in your head and it's new and it's, you know, it's, it's daunting and you think, oh, this is definitely the right thing. I'm totally, this, this is it. And you don't test it with anybody because unconsciously probably you're afraid that that nice shiny thing you have in your head, that's not going to be, you know, might not be the right thing, but you at least want to try it. And I think the whole thing of, Testing your ideas, you know, with people, maybe with peers or or with people that you think might might want this business or this creative product that you're creating is very important, especially at an early early stage, because then you can see, okay, what do I need to fine tune and what do I need or what do I need to change completely? Maybe it's a total waste of time because I don't know, now that I've started developing it, it's not that cool. Um, yeah, but also, you know, like by testing your ideas, I meant also something like, um, okay, you have an idea, which is this, you know, sort of um, your own imagination, yeah, a supposition, like a theory, um, a thesis, you know, you need to do a thesis and you need to test it. But uh, sometimes also people, you know, uh, say, oh, I'm going to test this. It sounds awesome. They try for the days. It doesn't work. Oh, it's a shitty idea. No, you have to. You know, also know that for each thing you have to set yourself like, okay, I'm gonna test this for maybe one year or two years. And what well, I depending w- on the idea, yeah. Yeah, but I I say for myself that uh, at the end of my life I want to have lived with the least 
ifs, what mm-hmm. ifs in my life. Uh, so people shouldn't consider testing an idea time like waste of time, but uh, just, you know, you have to invest time to actually don't miss what you have in your mind. And yeah, but it's also you get to know yourself and your skills better. Because only if you start testing things, you understand, is that really what I'm good at or what I can do or what I want to do? And I think that people fear more success than unsuccess because like if you succeed, then you will change, you know, you'll be a different person. And mm. if you, but think about it, like try out. And if you, if you succeed, you can, you know, embrace the, the change. If you don't succeed, you're st- still where you are now, just with a little bit more of experience. And I liked what you said with, I think that's one thing, I think we can put this whole conversation that we're having under the under the headline of the least what ifs possible at the end of your life. I really like that when you said that the other day too. It's really nice. Yeah, and then I want to conclude maybe with um, a very nice concept I read. Like this book for me was, I don't know, it's not a must-have. So I liked it because I liked it, but it's my personal opinion. But what I really loved about this book, it's that, um, you know, he has also like the chapter where he explains, so I can explain a little bit. The book is divided in, I think, four parts. I have here the book with me. Um, So let's see how it is exactly uh, divided. So we have... The we have one, two, three, four, five parts. So the first part is preparation, where you just you can read it in a in not even a day, it's a couple of hours. And the first part is about you know general the method and how it's create was created and stuff like that. Then the second part it's uh, around fifty pages where the whole system is explained. Mm. And then you have the part three is the practice where he has a lot of, you know, practices he he just he, he suggests to, to use in the book. And then in the part four, there is the art, how, for example, different people are using the journal for them. And um, yeah, and then there is a conclusion with, you know, other topics like that. Frequent ask questions, thank you notes and stuff like that. But in the part three, when there is a practice, there are a lot of methods that you can take notes about different topics. And like, it's sort of a productivity self-help book adapted into this algorithm and how you can use it. And there is one concept I really like. And again, I was surprised because it comes from the Japanese philosophy or view on life, which I'm not really... Uh, I'm not inter- not really interested in it, but uh, this this concept was very fascinating to me because the concept is called kaizen, uh, or and he says um, on the contrary of what our Western society suggests is always you know to disrupt yourself to start like to start over crash and restart over. He says no, we shouldn't start over every time. So this whole podcast wasn't to say that people should like completely disrupt themselves now, but they should uh, adopt this mindset which kaizen means kai means change and zen means good, which mm. also literally translated means constant improvement. 
So this is the first step for you to get some momentum, some speed of making little baby steps every day and get better little by little. And I want to say that I didn't, I wasn't successful at my digital minimalism, but by doing my my bullet journal and executing my to-dos, and sometimes I, I, I was again very optimistic and I put too many to-dos, and then when I saw they were starting summing up, summing, summing up, I was like, hmm. one day I have like few to do. And one of the to do's is check past to do's. And then I go through my past to do's. And sometimes it happens during the day that I do some side stuff like, I don't know, um, I clean the floor or I clean the kitchen or I clean or I go do the grocery. So I want maybe I didn't have that on the to do, but um, I but put you did it, yeah. But I did it, so I put it in the end of my day, so that even if I didn't do enough from what I was planning to, I still have this side to do. So I have done, yeah, sort of like a hack, yeah. So I feel still better about myself. But and kaizen, that's such a much more positive word than disrupt. I don't know. I've always had a problem with the word disrupt in general because it's such an aggressive shattering negative words yeah i think this is our you know bigger louder better uh yeah it's it's very it it is very western in that way there's not a lot of kindness to it but most most of the time it's because disruption the way we see it is also is always very you know high risk high insecurity there's just like "Ah, we're being disrupted help <laughs> or no just disrupt yourself like oh what i have done so far I, yeah I yeah just that aspect smash too. it and i leave or yeah it's like oh that wasn't good enough yeah exactly so yeah this was uh some of the things that i i learned from this book i'm doing now the bullet journaling for 17 days which is my longest run uh tomorrow i'm gonna do it too so tomorrow it's gonna be the 18th day uh, so I suggest you to uh, to 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 start somewhere. I, I hope you will do the exercise, and then if you want, feel free to to feedback us for if you need help to understand it better, because we know that um, the um, the um, the podcast made medium it's not the best to explain something like this. Maybe we can do also an Instagram post about it so that you yeah. can uh, see it more visual. See what the columns look like. Yeah, For I example, think that would help probably. Yeah, Instagram and LinkedIn. So this is another reason why you should uh, follow the channel. And also we want to hear your opinion if you like this kind of podcast where I have also my co-host with me and where we, you know, uh, break down some topics that goes through our life as creatives and in general as like people. Uh, so feel free to to write on our pages or on Instagram or on Facebook or now we have the email the hello at the creativeinsider.com yes you'll find everything in the link and another thing we want to conclude is that we know that long form podcast is our favorite because it gives us the time to develop these ideas or to hear the stories of our guests but also for you, it's maybe time-consuming. And we, differently from 
other media, we don't want to have your attention constantly. Uh, we say this is uh, sort of like your favorite object. You can pick it when you want and put it down when you want. So if you want to, you know, stay on up to date with what is going on with the podcast and the different podcasts, you can go on thecreativeinsider.com and join our email list, our newsletter, and uh, we will be sending each month sort of a sum up of what happened in the last four episodes mm -hmm. or in the some highlights, yeah. some highlights. So if you have listened already to the podcast, you have sort of a fixed record of what you have heard. If you haven't, you have an overview and you can decide maybe one episode for you is more interesting than the other, so you can decide. So yeah, I I suggest you to join uh, this this newsletter, and uh, it's also not so invasive. It's once a month, so you won't be yes, like yes, we want to respect your inbox. Exactly. So yeah, so Desiree, thank you for for co co hosting this episode of You're the Creative very Insider. Welcome. It was a pleasure again. I think you will be more often <laughs> in the in the in the podcast because you give uh, this great colloquational partner which is nice to have and <laughs> you have different point of views than me which is also uh interesting i think that's one of the important aspects of collaborating with someone that yes you have different opinions so thank you very much and i guess we'll see each other next monday bye bye bye